Hi, welcome to the Vaguely Anime Podcast. I am one of the hosts this evening, Michael, followed by the only other host, Sage. Yeah, that's me. Almost called you Cat for a hot second. Uh, I feel like we don't even look even nope, slightly similar, except we have long look, hair. we have established that I'm an idiot. Well, I guess that's fair. So. Are you like a people blind, like face blind kind of person? No, it was just just wires were got, got crossed right That's before fair. I said it. But I stopped myself before I got it. So like, <laughs> they got crossed and I was able to untangle them before it happened. And then I thought it would be funny to just out that it was almost happened anyway. That's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, so it's cultured, cultured corner. But I don't, we're not actually really talking about culture. No, business, instead but. we're going to talk about my absolute devastation. That is the cancellation of Westworld. Desolation of the cancellation of the... <laughs> <laughs> devastation. Um... Yeah, they just announced that they're not proceeding with season five. So they already planned it. So originally? the showrunners or the executive producers or whoever, like, had said that they wanted a fifth and final season to close up the show, and HBO just made a statement. I think like a couple days ago, being like, "Yeah, it's getting the axe." Like. Season four, I think it already ended and there was discussions about if season five was going to happen or not. But I guess it was just one extremely expensive to make this show. Um, And two, after season two, season three's ratings went down and then season four had even worse ratings because people felt like it was too like confusing and complicated and the plot was like hard to follow which i personally i didn't feel like that because i think a large part of this show is the mystery aspect right and also if you just pay attention you can figure everything out no problem it's not so like abstract that there's no way to like understand what's happening without it like being broken down for you if that makes sense right so i'm kind of upset because where Season four, because I just finished watching season four, which is now, I guess, the final season. Right. But, Correct. Apparently. But it ended in a really interesting way that I wanted to see. Oh, so it's it's going to be all cliffhanger. It's not going to. It's not really a cliffhanger if that makes. I mean, it is and it isn't because it kind of does this thing where like it ends on this thing of like the idea of a time loop. If that makes sense, like you know, it's not a time loop, but that's kind of what it's. A random ad popped up while I was looking <laughs> up stuff about Westworld. Oh, that's fine. Um, but yeah, it's kind of like. Do we need to be talking about spoilers? I mean, I, I can oh, throw the tag. Up, I, but like... yeah, put the tag up. Sorry, because I mean, I haven't said anything like too specific, the time but loop thing, but but um, if if I can go into spoilers, if you're not going to watch Westworld. Um, basically, when how, did season four come out? I think either this earlier this year. Okay, so hey, for at least a little bit, I'll I'll throw up a timestamp on the uh, on the video at least when you can skip ahead if you're not. Right, and up. in the audio, sorry, just spoilers for Westworld. If I can, I'll find a spot to like throw in an over a voiceover. Um, but yeah, so how Westworld opens up in the first episode of season one mm-hmm. is you know you meet the main character her name is Dolores and she wakes up and you see her go through like her daily routine and it's kind of like the wild west kind of scene yeah I know that whole thing right and then it shows her again 
waking up, going through her daily routine. And you kind of see that sequence happen like two or three times, I think. I don't super remember because I watched this a while ago now. Uh, but then you see like slight variations. So you're like, okay, it's not like a Groundhog Day thing. Um, and then it just progresses where like you realize they're robots. Okay. Um, and then you realize there are people. And it's essentially Westworld is essentially like an amusement park for people who are really rich Mm. and you can kind of have this like wild west fantasy and you can fuck the robots and you can kill the robots and like fucking robots yeah but like and there's a bunch of different storylines tied into um the theme park essentially where if you interact with different quote-unquote characters or as they call them hosts that's the robots um you can kind of go down a different path um depending like who you talk to and like what kind of adventure you want to be on. Um, And then in season one, it's basically just slowly like, especially Dolores and one other robot, Maeve, um, kind of gaining sentience. Okay. And being like, oh, I can do a lot more than what I am just programmed for. Oh shit, there's a lot of people in this fucking Oh yeah, the cast is huge. It's really good. Um, The acting is honestly incredible, especially... When they're, like, performing as robots, there will be scenes where, like, the people who run the th- the theme park, essentially, right, they will go through, like, different stages with the robots of, like, programming them and, like, behavioral things and all this jazz. But sometimes if something goes wrong with the robots, they'll bring them into the facility, take them out of the amusement park, bring them into their facility where they create them and all this jazz. <clears throat> and then there are scenes though where like they'll have the robot talking to them essentially and then they'll be like oh like turn off your emotion center or whatever right and then they'll go so straight face so quick and it's honestly really impressive just like how they can go from being like really really emotional to like just deadpan like very um monotone responses right i think and it's not even just like it doesn't feel corny if that makes sense i think it's very believable that you could believe that these are robots right just like super hyper intelligently created robots and then in season two you see dolores and then mave they're both working on their own kind of plans to get out of westworld and you kind of see them working their way through Westworld. More robots. I really don't know if other robots become sentient. Like some of them do and some of them don't. But it's kind of hard to tell. Um, But you see like robots joining their side essentially to leave Westworld. Okay. You're not going to get that joke. Never mind. Continue. <laughs> and then season three is... Dolores made it out of Westworld and she's trying to figure out a way to like essentially destroy the the company that made Westworld. Okay. And she makes like a bunch of copies of herself but in other host bodies. All right. Um and then one of those host bodies 
kind of gains its own sentience outside of Dolores, if that makes sense. Like, it's her programming, but different characteristics because it's supposed to be physically somebody else. Right. Like a real human that exists. <clears throat> and then, um, so that's interesting. And then season four is essentially like Dolores's split off personality succeeds in essentially taking over the world. And they essentially like turn the humans into their own playthings for the robots doing hmm. like a 180. Right. But the way it ends is another copy of Dolores um, realizes that she's the one that's creating all the quote unquote storylines for the humans because she's just in a like simulation. Her programming is in a simulation of the real world. Okay. But she's affecting the humans in real time. And so her programming gets taken out of that because the world is basically just going to shit. Somebody makes a command for all, like, everybody to just start killing everybody. Survival of the fittest, like, you know, take out just anybody in your proximity kind of thing. Right. Um, so they take Dolores's programming and essentially put her into a different simulation that they call the Sublime that they had sent the other robots into. Okay. As like a like version of heaven for them that wasn't Westworld because in Westworld they were just getting murdered and tortured nonstop just over and over and over again. Right. Um, so the Sublime, like they could just live their lives like however they wanted. So they put her in the sublime to essentially like figure out how to save humanity. And that's how it ends because, and then the ending scene is like her dressed up as her original self in her like wild west outfit and like overlooking the original west world, if that makes sense. Gotcha. So basically you can just believe it's a time loop. You can, but it doesn't like super make sense in the context. Hmm. Because it doesn't make sense for all of that to be something that season one Dolores would have thought up of. Well, but you would you would argue if it's a time loop, then it's not the first one time she's done it. It's multiple, she, right? You're just watching one of the loops, right? But I don't, I don't think it's a time loop personally. It doesn't make like enough sense for it to be a time loop Hmm. especially because if it was a time loop like in season one Dolores realizes that she herself is in a loop because of her programming that she does you know goes to the store every single morning buys the same five items every single day talks to the same three people every single day talks to her dad every day brings in the horses you know what I mean so her, her schedule is extremely similar every single day nothing is really different um, so she herself realizes she's in a loop, but she doesn't know why she's in that loop or how to like stop it. That's in season one. This right. is when she's gaining her own sentience. Well, you could argue that when she gets put back into the thing that she loses that sentience and then learns it again. Well, okay. So she creates, I think like five versions of herself in season three. So you have 
main Dolores who we follow, who's trying to like take down Delos, which is the company that created Westworld. Mm -hmm. You have Charlotte Hale version of um, Dolores, which is the like she works at Delos. Okay. Um, and then there's like a Japanese guy whose name I can't remember who like is a Yakuza boss. So he's kind of like sure. her underground guy. Still technically her. Right. And then there was one other one, which I forgot. And then a fifth version that Charlotte actually creates to make run the simulation of the new world, quote unquote. Right. Um, but in, I think the only, there was only one version of Dolores that doesn't get like their own quote unquote sentience, which is the Yakuza boss version. Cause he's just not around long enough for it. Right. Um, but the simulation one realizes that she's in a simulation and that she's not like physically present. And so she gets her own sentience again, right before the ending. And that's when she goes into the sublime Mm. to be like, okay, let's begin at the start kind of thing. I don't know if any of that just makes sense. Like, I get it, but also I don't have much of the context. Yeah, it's it's kind of, I think if you, I think what, like this show shorthand is, can be confusing because there's so many like character interactions and like. Yeah, it's one of those. One of those shows that I always planned on getting around to. Yeah, just it's yet. it's like very much like futuristic technology, but also like high concept of like what is human consciousness? You know and what I'm, I mean? I'm seeing that Liam Hemsworth is in this show. Apparently, Liam Hemsworth is in this show. Apparently, no, it's Luke Hem- Hemsworth. Is this being? Uh, oh, maybe this is. <laughs> I was like, I don't remember him being there. And I watched all four seasons. I'm looking at the... Wait, let me see. Show me who he plays. Because I don't remember that at no, all. No, never mind. You're right. And it is it's Luke. Luke Hemsworth, right? I was like... <laughs> I read... They're all the same. They're really not. <laughs> They're all the same. Anyway, uh, but... Um, uh, uh, well, because it... I read L. Hemsworth, and then my brain just went to Liam. Oh, because then I guess it reminded that, me of... Um, Hunger Games? No. Oh. Of um, The Witcher. Oh, oh, because Henry Cavill's leaving The Witcher, right? And it's and it's going to be Liam Hemsworth replacing. I thought it was him. Chris Hemsworth that no, was replacing. Him. Oh, okay. And I the amount like of people that were like upset, I'm just not going to watch this show. Well, it's it, it's not even it's not even that it's Liam Hemsworth. That's not the problem. It's that Henry Cavill. It's is leaving. Henry Cavill's leaving. Who, when he signed on, was like, "I will be on this show until I die if I can." Um, so what, what happened? So season one was everyone for the most part, as, as long as far as I'm aware, uh, liked it quite a bit, um, because it was pretty faithful to the source material. But then after the first season, one of the head writers left. The Witcher is a based off of a video game, right? A book and video game. Okay. There's three books and then the video games are after the books. Oh, okay. If I'm remembering correctly. I might be a little off, but um, so the 
one of the head writers left after the first season. And For never, the show. Yeah, and never really said why, but it was implied that it wasn't, be, like, it was because of, like, people were kind of being shitty. Okay. And then season two comes so out. So it wasn't, like, an amicable yeah. split. And then season two comes out, and it's bad. Like, like Geralt, Henry Cavill's character, doesn't say, like, anything at all, really, anymore in this in that season. He mostly just makes different toned, like, grunts. and like. So mm, why yeah. have an actor as talented as Henry Cavill because, in the show? Like, obviously, so, he's very gorgeous. Yeah. But no, so but, during the, like, press for the second season and, like, afterwards... He was like, yeah, you know, um, like he was like pretty vocal in his disappointment about it because he was like, yeah, like Geralt doesn't have a lot of speaking lines in this portion of where we're like adapting it, but like he is smart and has opinions on things and like he would have more than just grunting responses to stuff. Right. And they just—he's still a person, essentially. Yeah. Like, um, and you could tell, like, he was like legitimately kind of upset about it. Like, he was like, "This isn't like the source material at all." And, right. Like, he, and apparently, according to people like that were working on it, that on set he would, because he knows his shit. He's read all the books, played the games. He loves the Witcher as a as an entity. I I like that when actors yeah. get like really invested in and, the source material. And so, like, he he would like speak up about how this like isn't right. Right. And and it was like he apparently it got into very combative things because people just didn't care, um, and so apparently season three is being made, and then uh, he announced that after season three he's not going to be on it anymore, and then that writer also came up because Henry Cavill didn't say why he the was first leaving. writer yeah Henry Cavill didn't say why he was leaving he was just like uh, other things you know whatever right is he that, going back as Superman for yeah. DC that's what I thought. Right, uh, the f- season one writer that left was like, yeah. So in that writers' room, uh, basically everybody that wasn't me, uh, thought the source material was fucking stupid, and they thought it was a funny joke, and they would just didn't want to pay attention to it and wanted to do. So why sign on to make this show? You know what I mean? Because like, money. I understand money, but like, money. If you make it complete, if like, let's say season one, right? The first writer who left. If he wasn't there and they totally botched the story, like there wouldn't be a season two because people who are a fan of the source material would be like, what the actual fuck? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think it would be successful. You know what I mean? Yeah, but they don't care. I guess that's fair. They're just like, fuck it. Yeah, whatever. Throw money at the people. And the people are like, yeah, I'll take this job for the money. I need it. Right. And they don't have to give a shit. So then Henry Cavill was like, I care too much about this and I don't want to be in it if it's not going to be good. So yeah. he was like, I'm, I'm out, which is a fucking bummer. Yeah, so like, that is a bummer. Like season two already wasn't like great. I'm going to watch season three, but like mostly just because Henry Cavill's in it. Right. Like I have no so, desire to watch season four through it, eight. This if, is if, Netflix? <laughs> yeah. Do they have like a slotted amount of seasons there? They originally had planned for eight. Jesus Christ. That's to cover all the books and stuff. Right, but damn, I feel like I feel like they're not going to make it to 8. Probably not. Going off your you have your biggest star leave the show. Like the main character. Like literally the main character leave your best writer leave like And then you're going to have Luke Liam Hemsworth replace him who is just I don't th- 
like I not don't, even that great of an actor. I don't. I don't dislike Liam Hemsworth. I just think he's a little bit bland. He 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 he's the generic like early two thousands action star. But, I but also, in twenty twenty, I also think like he hasn't had the chance to show off his ap- acting chops. Like I feel like after Hunger Games, which he basically had nothing to do in those movies. Didn't you remember he was in them? When you mentioned that, I was yeah, like, he was Gale, and he had literally like five mo- lines between four movies. Um, don't even know who that is. It's fine. Um, I feel like he hasn't was had he a in ch- the first one. Yeah. Oh. In, like, the first um, scene where Katniss is trying to, like, kill the deer, the guy who stops her is her friend Gail, and that's Liam Hemsworth. Um, But anyway, forget about that. He's... I feel like he hasn't had a chance to, like, show his acting prowess because after The Hunger Games, I truly can't think of anything that was, like, really notable that he was in, if that makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Also. Wait, is he the the baker kid? No, that's um Yeah, that's someone that's the dude Josh from Josh Hutcherson. Yeah, that's the dude from fucking Zathura, right? Yes. Yeah. That's what the only the I feel throwback. I feel so bad about the for that actor because that's the only thing but I remember Zathura him in. Zathura is such a banger. Are you kidding me? Every time I see him, I'm like, "Oh, hey, the Zathura actor." And I'm sure like The if, guy is like 30, like has a kid now and he's like the Zathura guy. Like, if I ever met him... I think he was, like, eight or nine when he did that movie. Yeah. If I ever <laughs> met him, I'd be like, hey, you were in Zathura, right? He'd be like... With Kristen Stewart. <laughs> you should have forgotten. Yeah, she sorry. was the older sister. Um, But, yeah, I feel like he just... His career just never, like, popped off. Right. Also, can you show me what Luke Hemsworth looks like? Because I'm not quite sure who that is. I have a picture in my mind of who I think it is, but I'm not sure. And I don't know if that sounds stupid. He kind of looks like a cross between Chris Hemsworth and Matt Damon. Let me see. Oh, he was Stubbs. Okay, he does kind of look like that. Right? He kind of looks like a cross between Chris Hemsworth and Matt Damon. But like worse. Yeah. No offense to Luke Hemsworth. I'm so sorry. I never thought he was hot. That's why I didn't realize he was the Hemsworth. He totally does look like a cross between those two people. He though. does. That's really funny. You know what it is? It's it's the uh, bone structure of a Hemsworth, but that kind of fullness in the face mm-hmm. of Matt Damon. Yeah. Um, that I think that's why he looks like that. <laughs> <laughs> that's really funny, though. Yeah. Um, I I wouldn't have thought that if you hadn't said it, but I think you're absolutely you're, you're absolutely correct. Can you put like him and then like like Chris Hemsworth and Matt Damon on the side? <laughs> I could probably do so, that. Yeah. So people can see what we mean because it's absolutely true. Um, fucking Zathura. Now I'm just looking at Zathura. Zathura was so okay. Speaking of wasn't under- in Zathura, there was like a really scary part of the movie with like aliens. Yeah. Okay, I remember when I was a kid, I think I was on, it was on, like, Cartoon Network or whatever. Because you remember when um, cable channels used to play, like, movies that came out in theaters, like, a year after they came out? Mm-hmm. Right? So, my family, we didn't go to the movies super often when I was a kid. So, that's how I, like, essentially watched movies, which is in part probably why I'm late to the trend now right um but i would just wait for them to come out on tv essentially because we didn't want to like my parents didn't want to pay for like us to go to the movie theater because they didn't want to sit through like a kid's movie essentially right and and if it wasn't at our like local like vhs tape rental place 
you know, you're just SOL. Right. But I remember seeing it on Cartoon Network once, and I was thoroughly freaked out by, like, the aliens in that movie. I mean, like, they didn't freak me out, but it was definitely meant to be, like, a scarier scene. Yeah, um, I that freaked me out. Also, the hot older brother, which is just him, but in the future. Yeah, and Kristen was Stewart's... Dax Shepard. <laughs> was it really... <laughs> Sure was. He's married to Kristen Bell. Yeah, they've been married forever. In 2013. Yeah. Uh, you didn't know that? No. Oh. I don't follow celebrity gossip. That's stuff, fine. So. I think they're a very cute couple. Uh, Dak Shepard was the hot the older, hot. Wait, the hot, can you the show hot me? Astronaut. Because I don't remember it being him. For some reason in my brain, I'm picturing somebody who looks like Zac Efron, but it wasn't him at that time, obviously. Oh my God, that is Dak Shepard. Stop it. I... No. Yep. Why did you know what it is? Does Dak Shepard usually have blonde hair? Is that why I like cannot compute? Because he has brown hair. Good one. Uh, I can look real quick. Look it up because I feel like he usually has blonde hair. I could be completely wrong. I don't know him that well. Um, it looks like like a like a dark blonde, like a dirty blonde yeah. kind of moment. Yeah, that's fair. Um. Zathura was such a banger, though. Dude, love that movie. Also, I feel like the board game itself looked pretty slamming because it had the like spaceship on the track that like followed yeah. you as you went. Mm-hmm. I was like, why don't I have board games like that? I mean, it was literally just Jumanji, but I never watched Jumanji. What? Yeah. Okay. Well, it, Zathura, not even the remake. Zathura is just like remakes Jumanji, basically. It yeah. is literally everything Jumanji is, but just made in a newer time period. Right, and like for... Wait, was Jumanji made for kids too? I mean, yeah, for the most part. Oh, okay. I mean, like, it was still like... But it was like the, like, made for kids, but kind of fucked up made for kids, you know? Oh, yeah. So... I feel like that was a really golden period of uh, television and movies where, like, they would be like, this is for the kids, and it would be like really really messed up stuff right because for the most part like it would be Zathura messed up literally like... came out 10 years later 95 to 2005 really so they absolutely were like yeah that's kind of perfect though for <laughs> them. just make up a new one yeah Especially... they went oh jumanji is about like the jungle and shit Zathura. space space <laughs> and th- didn't they do a jumanji remake recently they there's two of them Right. Welcome to the Jungle, and I don't remember what the second one's called. Is Nick Jonas in it? Like I think he is. Yeah. And The Rock. Mm-hmm. And Jack Black. Yep. And somebody else. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. Isn't Karen? What's her name in it? Possibly. She's the, it? Is she the the hot one? Yes. Yeah. Okay, Whose name yeah. I can't remember. I'll look it up real quick. Um, she's also in Avengers, and I can't think of her name now. She's Nebula. What's her name? Oh, Karen Gillian. No, Gillian. Karen Gillian is the one that's the hot one. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Oh, is that who She's you, Nebula. You oh, no, I know. Okay. I, 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 I wasn't sure we were connecting to the same person. I thought yes, you moved yes, on to the a hot separate, one. Yes. Very good. In that movie, she is the hot one. Right. The reason why I was thinking of Nebula is because I was like, I know who plays... It. I know it's the same person, but I'd more so connect her with Nebula, if that makes sense. Right. So I thought if I had said that, it would make me remember. Yeah, Nick Jonas is... He shows up for like a hot second. Oh, in, so he's the, not like in, in the, the first movie? one. I mean, he shows up more, uh, like I think, more in the second. Gotcha. I think uh, he's in the movie, but he's not as big of a role. Um, it's not long enough for me to really have an opinion on his acting skills. You know? I think he's fine. So. Like I don't think he's particularly good at acting. I don't think he's bad at acting. I think he's much better as a musician 
But he, all I really remember of him as an actor is the Jonas show. That show was awful, atrocious, horrible. And, and all I remember, I remember two jokes about that show. <laughs> One is uh, Kevin got a guitar or bass. I forget what the fuck he plays. I thought he plays the drums. No, that's Nick. Nick plays drums. And guitar. And guitar and does everything. And He's the most prolific out of all of them. I'm obsessed with Nick Jonas. Um, uh, Kevin had a I think it was a guitar, not a bass. Okay. But it was like... The joke is that it was like a fuck ton of strings and it was super long. <laughs> and the joke was that it, it played notes so high human ears couldn't hear it. Okay. And so then he would like strum on it. And then a dog came in and just started barking at him. And he was like, I didn't say that the non-humans would like it. <laughs> um, and then the other joke was they were in their room trying to figure out how to like do the bedroom because they wanted to rearrange everything. And Nick didn't have a place for him to sleep right and then like you know it goes away then comes back and they were like oh like this is great like the room's exactly what we wanted to wait like nick where's your bed though and he presses a button and the drum set like floor lifts off the ground and there's a bed sunken into it under the drum drum kit and i was like i want that yeah, like, I want to get awesome. i want this this lift system to break and fucking annihilate me <laughs> Yeah. Well, I mean, there's a, like obviously space between. Right. It, it right. Was, but yeah, like, and I remember just I remember those two things. That's it. That's all I remember about that show. I feel like the Joe Bro show. It's what made them break up, wasn't it? Was it? No. It, it was part of it because they were because of the Disney contract and stuff. They they started well, the hating. Disney... They start. They started hating doing what they were doing. Right. Because I think the Disney contract was like not great for them artistically. Yeah. Like, and I think because were they not essentially like they wanted to actually do their own music a la Miley Cyrus after Hannah Montana, right? right? So if I'm remembering this correctly, somebody correct me in the comments because this is like 15 years ago. Um, but they wanted to do like their own music that wasn't quite so like kid-friendly Disney-fied music. Right. Um, and Disney Channel was like really holding them on like a tight leash type deal. That's this was like the whole like purity ring phase and all that jazz. Right. And I think Kevin and Joe were already getting to an age where they're like, we're just a little too old for this and like we wanna fuck. And even Nick was getting to an age where he's like, I want to fuck and I would like to like express myself being an adult in through my music. Right which I totally get. So they were like, yeah, fuck this. And then they all kind of did their solo things minus Kevin. Cause he got married and popped out some kids. I was going to say, did he like straight up just like, was he done, like, he, he really like left the limelight for a while. He got married. I think they had a couple of kids and they had a reality show actually on E network, which I don't remember what it was. His wife is really pretty. That's all I know. Um, and then Joe, and Nick went solo. Well, actually, Joe had a band, which I can't remember the band's name. Uh, but Joe had a band, and Nick went solo. He did two solo albums. And then they had their comeback, which was a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, and now they're just together. Now they're just together. Although, in between the comeback and them just being together, I think Nick put out another solo album. Probably. He in was between. the one that was like... He, he was the most prolific. Oh, absolutely. Because he... In their solo time, he put out two albums, which I personally love. 
but I'm also obsessed with Nick Jonas, so I think I might be biased, but I think they're great albums. Um, he had a tour with Demi Lovato, mm. and I remember this being like a whole thing because for the VIP like meet and greet tickets, it was like some kind of outrageous price. I think it was like ten thousand dollars for a meet and greet, and I remember somebody on online talking about this, and they were like. If Beyonce is not charging $10,000 for a meet and greet, nobody else should. Right. Because if Beyonce, who is like the most, you know, recognizable artist in the world, essentially, like is not going to charge that kind of money. You, Nick Jonas and Demi Lovato, you do not have the grounds to stand on to do those things. Right. And I just thought that was really funny. I was like, you're not wrong. But also, who's who's spending ten thousand dollars? You know what I mean. Dude, apparently those Taylor Swift tickets are like eleven thousand dollars right now. Holy shit! So you know how Ticketmaster is truly awful. They literally the worst. I think it's very funny to me that Ticketmaster will literally never learn their lessons, because anytime something like this, where it's like a really major hyped up concert that you know everyone and their damn mom is trying to get tickets for. Mm -hmm. They do absolutely nothing in preparation and just let the service crash. Well, because they don't give a shit. They don't give a shit. They're not here to learn the lesson. They're here to know that they're going to make money no matter what. I know, but I just think it's awful. Like They own every step of the process. They can do whatever the hell they want. I know, but I'm just like, God damn. And uh, so I I have a friend that actually, they, they got tickets. Um, yeah, I know a girl who got tickets yeah, too. She the, got apparently one of them's in the like the fan club or something, so they got early access. Early access, yeah. So then they were able to get a bunch of tickets for. And the And they group. were doing Ticketmaster did a, a lottery for early access as well. Hmm. Well, so I know that's how they got theirs. Um, and I was like, I know that you really want to go to this concert, but you could resell these and make a mint. You could, but also I f- how much like I feel like that would be the most fucking awesome concert ever. Like I'm not even that into Taylor Swift, although I have like from a distance like followed her career if that makes sense and I Before, think she's a really great artist. One of my friends will every now and then send me like a song um and I'll, I'll listen to it. So right. like I've I've heard bits and pieces of her evolution, but for the most part the Taylor Swift I really know is like her beginning. Like, right, where like, she's like, still country, like, like country Taylor yeah. Swift. Like that's I don't know. really the only Taylor. Like, and I know other songs that are, you know, like obviously you go on the radio or something, and some of them was right. Like, so like I know her, some of them, like you know, like the hits essentially. Yeah. But like for the most part, I really only ever followed followed loosely, right? Um, because I I somewhat like country, um, and and then once she went into pop, I was like, I'm fine with pop now. I've just gotten over being like, because for a while I was like, pop sucks. There's nothing good about pop. Really? Um, for a bit. Uh, I got Is it because you hate fun? No, I just I thought it sounded the same. And it still kind of does, but... I mean, like, yeah, but... I'm, I, I'm just fine with I, that I now. think pop in its own right is very... Like, has a very specific place in music. It does. I'm not saying it doesn't... Right. But I was like... I was like that pretentious guy for a hot Oh, minute, gotcha, Where gotcha, I was gotcha. like, pop fucking sucks. There's nothing good about it, you know? So I, I had heard some of her songs, but like nothing really... And I hadn't heard like, you know like albums worth it was just whatever was popular right like you know shake it off and shit like that right so really the only time i was like kind of like listening to taylor swift was the most songs i have listened to from her are probably from the country era gotcha um and i've listened to pop era taylor swift but there's the country era is just so adorable i love it yeah um and so when this um 
when the new album came out, um, like I was, I was talking to her about it and it was, um, and she like already knows all the words to every like song and stuff. Yo, I was like, damn, the all right. new album I think dropped last week. Yeah. Um, the new, literally it had all 10 spots on billboards, hot 100 first artist ever to do that all 10 of the top okay. 10 so when was the last time she released an album like why is like this a year so, ago so then why is this so insane apparently this, this al- one apparently insane? this album's just an absolute fucking banger like because like, no skips i don't know i didn't listen to it no, i know like that's why i'm like because it's not like it wasn't oh, like recently that she fucking you know put out music that's why no, i was like she's it, actually been putting out music so consistently that's why i'm like where where is the but, immense, immense hype of like the people going like this concert's gonna be incredible? It's just well, like well, but but here's she's the thing. Here's the, here's the thing. I think with folklore and Evermore, which I believe were the two previous albums that came out, they were a little bit more like somber and down to earth and just kind of like more chill. Right. That was the vibe I was getting. I haven't listened to either of those albums all the way through. Um. But that's like the general vibe of those. This album, it feels like she's like out for blood, essentially. Like, imagine like her Reputation album, but like better constructed and more thought out, essentially. Like, that's the vibe I'm getting from it. Right. Where she's just like, she's like, here are my grievances and you can take it or leave it. Like, because essentially, like, th- I feel like in this album, she's like, I know I am the biggest star in the world right now and no one can even come close to touching that with the amount of work I have put out in the past like two years alone and the fact that she is just like been having this unprecedented battle with like Scooter Braun and being like, hey, you're not gonna like give me the rights to my own music. Okay, I will just re-record and re-release all of that music and take all of the profit for myself. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I, I will say that, that that was pretty metal. Yeah, and she's just slowly working on re-recording all of her old albums and being like, okay, like, your loss. Uh, which, that that's pretty metal is right. Like, honestly, re- get re- it. Re- rephrase, that's pretty punk. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I love it because I just think recording studios and like these contracts and things i'm like well musicians have always been getting screwed oh always always and i think like i mean if you think about it this is slightly different story because it's not so much about contracts but like you know how the grammys is essentially just fake yeah all the award shows are just fake but well the grammys i think is particularly bad because it's uh, like deemed as this like highest honor type deal thing right where in the past, I think it was a year or two ago, The Weeknd decided he's boycotting the Grammys. Okay. Because I that's when he put out Blinding Lights. And gotcha. they didn't nominate him for anything. And that's like one of his most well-constructed, well-thought-out best albums of all time. And he's just like, while I don't... Pers- like, he's like, I don't need awards to know it's good. But also... That's some fake ass shit that you're not going to nominate me because they don't like his like vibe, if that makes sense, and what he represents. And they just want like they essentially want the Grammys to be like really squeaky clean. If them like right, it's just this pageant like essentially, Oscars. huh? Like the Oscars, yeah, like the Oscars. Like 
you're not it, i feel like it's very rare for the oscars to n- nominate an award like a really like hard edgy movie like do you remember when precious was nominated for the oscars mm, i don't even know if i know what that movie is okay this was like 10 years ago now it's a All movie right. called precious it's absolutely brutal to watch um it's like the synopsis is too long so i'm not gonna get into it but precious was nominated for a few things and people really wanted precious to win because the acting is incredible the story is incredible like just so well done and i think the lead actress i can't remember if she can you look it up for me precious um film oscars i can't remember if she did or didn't get the grammy for it the grammy (laughs) the oscar for it but i remember people really wanted this to win the oscar because this movie is just really good and i saw a funny thing about somebody being like ladybird is just a white version of precious and people only think it's good because it's white (laughs) um it seems like it got Supporting actress, adapted screenplay, actress, picture, director, and film editing. Yeah. So it it got a fuck ton of awards. Yeah, but I feel like that's one of the few movies where the Oscars has been like, okay, this is too good for us to ignore kind of thing. I feel like as much as I think Moonlight is an incredible movie... It definitely felt like they gave Moonlight the win just so that they, they didn't say, like, get it yelled at for having... Opposed to La La yeah. Land. Right. Like, La La Land didn't win because they just read the wrong thing. Right. But, like, which... Oof. Oh. Ouch. Uh, um, but, like, I... It, it just feels like, you know... It, I don't know what the Oscars is doing, but they're making all the wrong moves. Like, oh, absolutely. And they, they're like, oh, we're going to make it shorter because no one's watching it anymore. But then they're cutting out the, the categories that people, like, care about. Yeah. And then they're also just nominating and, like, and, and awarding people that shouldn't really get it. Like, the fact that fucking Suicide Squad won um, best, best costumes, yeah, I think it was. Best makeup. Right. Um, versus Star Trek. Yeah. Like, and, and it was like, fucking what? I like, think it's funny in that, like, the Oscars want to be relevant, but they also... In their fight to be relevant, they keep making themselves unrelevant. Right. Like, I think they, they did Suicide Squad over Star Trek because while Star Trek has an obviously much longer history in, like, popular, like, well, nomenclature. It, 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 I think Suicide Squad was just such a hateable movie at the time, and on everyone's but like it, like mind. Yeah, but it, it's I just like they, it's one of those things like where like Bohemian Rhapsody won Best Editing with the eighty-two thousand freaking quick cuts they had. Like I, I just I don't get what they're doing, and then I feel like they're they truly I cannot I like can't, I'm I'm very happy Parasite won all of the fucking awards on the planet. Right, but I cannot sit here and tell you that. The people who are on the board for the Oscars are sitting there and watching every single movie that's nominated. Yeah, like Boss Baby one. Or like uh, Considered. You right. know what I mean? Like, what did Boss Baby win over? Um, I think it was your name. I think it was your name. I'm pretty sure Boss Baby I think Baby it was your, your name. name. Uh, 2018 Oscars. That's what I'll look up. But yeah, um, like, it's just... I don't, it's I, honestly embarrassing. Yeah. Because you know they, you know for they are not watching. Because how many, 
How many yeah, things? Yeah, Shape of Water won that year for Best Picture. I mean, I feel like that was a good movie that year. Um, I I actually I do like Shape of Water, um, but it won over. Uh, like so, there's Call Me by Your Name. Oh, that was good that year. What the fuck, Darkest Hour is Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, uh, three billboards. Like, okay, tough competition that year. I'll be honest. I don't. I don't. I I really like Shape of Water because I personally like Guillermo del Toro. Right. Mostly because I think his like aesthetic is awesome. Right. Um, it's just very me. Not me, but like it, 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 it's a pleasing thing it's for a vibe me to look for at. You. Yeah, I feel it. Because I'm like, oh, I know, like all oh, this is practical and it looks really cool and aesthetically pleasing to me. Um, so like, I don't know if he should have won for based on some of those other movies, but like, right. So it was kind of odd. Um, and then I don't know. I feel like either. I feel like the only reason why Get Out wouldn't get it, truly, is because that was. His debut directorial, right? Yes, it was. I feel like they just wouldn't give it out of spite kind of thing. He did get um, best like screenwriter. Right, but that's not best picture. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a very different weight to that category. Right. Like an Oscar is obviously still an Oscar. Sorry, but... Boss Baby did not win. It got nominated and your name didn't. Ah, that's, so what, what, so ever, what, that's what everyone what, was upset what about. Coco that... won. Oh, that's fair. Yeah. yeah. So Coco, Absolutely Coco, no way Coco is going to lose to Boss Baby. Yeah, no. So Coco makes sense, uh, but I, I, I was getting it twi- uh, mixed. It, it's that the fact that Boss Baby got nominated, Instead but in the same your year your name also came out. Yeah, because they, they don't fucking want... And, okay, here's what makes me mad. Here's what makes me truly, truly angry. Mm-hmm. You know they don't watch any of the anime... Feature films. No, of course not. Except for Spirited Away because it's just too good for you to not watch. No, so you know that a lot of them have said that they just ask their kids. Yes, I've heard that, which I 100% believe because for a grown adult, they are obviously above that, even though they're going to nominate Boss Baby, which is made for literal infants, I over your name, which so is... You're, I... The Oscars, I feel like, should have a fucking rotating cast of elected officials. Yeah, like, like it I, should. Like the, the Oscar, uh, like table of of people that vote on whatnot should be like the presidency. We should all get to vote on who the fuck gets to get in there. We, you should campaign. We should all get to vote, or they just make it more like. I a- also think the Oscars should not have majority of people that are from the United States. I think it should be from everywhere. Exactly. Because think think Technically about, the Oscars is an American thing, but like still. You're right, it is an American it's thing. It's evolved past that at this but point. But I that's what I was going to say. We're at a point where um consumption of media has become so global that just because the Oscars is an American thing doesn't mean that it should stay like that. Like so Parasite the, the, won. The problem the problem that I do see with that is that the Oscars are inherently an American thing because they are it's a it's for American audiences. That's so true. So if you have people 
that are like you know from India, China, Japan, like like your average American isn't watching movies from those places. That's true. The reason Parasite did so well is because it was able to pull that. Now, I'm not saying that the movies made in in any other country aren't as good because some of them are fucking incredible. Like I haven't seen every movie ever, but what I have seen of of uh, Korean movies and, and Bollywood and stuff like that. Like I have seen more that I have loved than I haven't. Obviously every fucking place that makes movies makes bad movies. Right. But your average American has probably only seen like Parasite maybe. Most people didn't even know what Parasite was. Like my I had parents and the people are my parents' age asking like what the fuck that movie was. Right. So it's the one problem that like if you started bringing in other I, movies like if somebody was like oh we should do RRR Right. Like, I haven't even gotten around to seeing that. You're like, what the fuck is that? Yeah, like, I I know what it is. I just haven't gotten around to it yet. But, like, most people aren't going to be like, oh, yeah, that movie should win. Like, they're going to be like, what the fuck is this? I I don't think, like, I'm not particularly saying we need to overhaul the Oscars, essentially. But I do think at some point, I think they will have to realize that um, media in general is becoming so global. Right. And... Like you were saying, with Parasite, yeah, it was able to do that because I think in large part because Netflix has kind of tapped into, like, the Korean market of K-dramas and Korean movies and things like that, which I think on Netflix's part is an absolute genius business strategy. Right. Especially with the rise of K-pop in general because... Here in the West, teenage girls and teenage boys obsessed. Yeah, and there's no to... bigger audience to cater to, especially than teenage girls. They have the most yes. buying power. But you can't make award shows. For... You're absolutely right. Unless you're making the fucking Teen Choice Awards. Right. You're absolutely right. I'm not saying that okay. that's what needs to happen. I'm just saying in terms of Netflix and Parasite, right? Right. That's in part why that happened. Because teenage girls right now are obsessed with Korean media. Right. You know what I mean? Um, which on Netflix is part genius. But also for the Oscars, great. Because Parasite's an awesome movie. Right. You know what I mean? Incredible movie. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. Saw it like multiple times in theaters. But I think Parasite is a really good example of us here in the West. I think we're very much in our own bubble right mm-hmm. and then when we see like a foreign film most people won't even watch foreign films because they don't want to watch the subtitles yeah whatever um but when they see a foreign film that's really good and clever and smart they're like can you believe how good and clever and smart this was it's like other people have brains and writing what's, capabilities what's funny is the problem i always see um with like people's view uh, with Americans' view of the world and um, the world's view of America is that people forget the scale. Oh, yeah. Of, like, America is basically each state's a fucking country. But like, it's also... It, I th- compared to, like, you know... Europe. Europe, where, like, each state is basically going to a different country. Right. But you're all in America. So, like, it is... There are differences in, like, cultures, but it's not where it's the extent of, like, going from France to fucking Italy. Right. But it is, in sense, travel-wise, going to separate countries... Where when you're living in Europe or in, and, and other countries like that, you are surrounded by other countries to basically 
you are going to osmosis their media. Right. Which is the like is the same with us in different states, basically. Like, yeah. You know? And it is so much easier when you're not living in America to be like, I don't know how you guys don't just like what do you mean you don't watch these movies? Right. Like where it's but like, yeah, but it's so much different. I, like, I think I think in part that's like a very human thing of like being able to scale things if that makes sense. Right. Where the United States is so large that and and just think about the way we pump out media in terms of movies, TV shows, radio, podcasts, whatever. Right. Is just such a constant stream and now that you have like Netflix and HBO Max and Hulu also putting out their own things. There's just so much stuff to get through that I don't even think one person could physically get through everything that like Netflix alone has independently created. You know what I mean? Right. Or Hulu alone has independently created. So I think to get through just the American media to begin with is such a task. Right. That to be like, okay, let me take on like a, a telenovela from you know what I mean? Like, yeah. it's just so much that I think it's kind of overwhelming, which I understand. But at the same time, it makes us really close-minded. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a lot. Like, it's... And, and you know, it's also, like, a lot of things with, like, going to the Oscars and stuff of, like, they not only... Have they already started cutting out other categories that were important? And, like, right. And, and people wanted... And people want more categories, if anything else. Right. Like, they don't have a fucking stunt person category which i think is crazy absurd because stunt people fucking like are the backbone of the industry yeah do you know like you know what's so funny about stunts though is bad stunts you can clock it right away right. good stunt you will literally never know it, yeah unless you're people like me that are like oh shit that was awesome yeah but you know like unless you're everything sh- every movie has a stunt somebody trips over a fucking table and eats shit on the floor stunt yeah like <laughs> but it's just things like that that I, and I think things like that where it's something you like the average consumer wouldn't even consider. Right. But like stuff like that or, or you know, like horror movies basically never get nominated for anything. Mm-hmm. This year alone, horror movies have been bangers. There has been so many good horror movies this year. They'll never get a fucking mention. No. Like it's. I feel like the only. I, I, I think with Get Out, which is more, I think, like a thriller. Yeah. Than a horror movie. But kind of impressive that it even got nominated that's what i'm saying like i feel like that's the most horror we're gonna get for a nomination i feel like in some way you should have like what the grammys do where it's like you know best metal album stuff yeah best metal performance yeah have some like nobody is really gonna expect that you're gonna give best picture to a horror movie right now i still think they should be considered if they're good but like have some subgenres in there. Right. You know, because comedies, horror movies, they don't get shit. They never get no, nominated the, for anything. The fact that they do, what is it, comedy and musical is the same genre no, for the Oscars? So. I think so. Two completely different genres. Yeah. And you're just going to shove them into one? But also, I think it's weird that they shove comedy and musical together because how many goddamn musical musical movies are being made every year? I miss musicals. I mean, I really like musical movies i don't like musicals irl for the most part because i think they're annoying but musical movies i'm la land second in the rain and shit like that like it's not for me it's just a little less cringy right mainly because the musical part is a little more toned down Mm -hmm. but um 
I don't know why they do that. Like, why those categories aren't even close to similar. And you just squish them together because you can't think of anything more. So, hey, thanks for watching this week's episode of the Vaguely Anime Podcast. Uh, Don't forget that you have two weeks to watch uh, Jujutsu Jujutsu Kaisen. Kaisen. And the movie, if you want, uh, we'll oh, throw yeah. that at the end. Right. So if we you don't watch, on. yeah. So if you don't watch the movie, you know, just don't stick around to the very end of that. We'll obviously give notice, but if you do, we're going to be talking about it to some extent. Um, don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, leave a uh, like, comment, review, or review, follow. Uh, don't forget to check out Cat Cat Moonstar on Twitch, uh, and we will see you guys next week. Bye. <laughs>